Viking Tales The Sea Fight Many men felt as Solfi did. So when King Odbjorn and King Arnvid sent out their war arrows, a great host gathered. All men came by sea. Two hundred ships lay at anchor in the fjord, looking like strange swimming symbols because of their high-carved prowls and bright paint. There were red and gold dragons with long necks and curved tails, seahorses reared out of the water. Green and gold snakes coiled up, seahawks sat with spread wings ready to fly. And among all these curved necks stood up the tall, straight masts, with the long yard arms swinging across them, holding the looped-up sails. When the starting horn blew and their sails were let down, it was like the spreading of hundreds of curious flags. Some were striped black and yellow or blue and gold. Some were white with a black raven or a brown bear embroidered on them, or blue with a white seahawk or black with a gold sun. Some were edged with fur. As the wind filled the gaudy sails and the ships moved off, the men waved their hands to the women on shore and sang, To the sea, to the sea, the wind in our sail, the sea in our face, and the smell of the fight after the ship meets ship and the quarrel of the swords. King Harold shall lie in the caves under the sea, and Norsemen shall laugh. In the prow stood men leaning forward and sniffing the salt air with joy. Some were talking of King Harold. Yesterday he had a hard fight, they said. Today he will be lying still, dressing his wounds and mending his ships. We shall take him by surprise. They sailed near the coast. Solfi in his seahawk was ahead leading the way. Suddenly men saw his sail veer and his oars flash out. He had quickly turned his boat and was rowing back. He came close to King Arnavid and called. He is there ahead. His boats are ready in line of battle. The fox has not been asleep. King Arnavid blew his horn. Slowly his boats came into line with his sea stag in the middle. Again he blew his horn. Cables were thrown across from one prow to the next, and all the ships were tied together so that their sides touched. Then the men set their sails again, and they went past a tongue of land into a broad fjord. There lay the long line of King Harold's ships with their fierce heads grinning and mocking at the newcomers. Back of those prows was what looked like a long wall with spots of green and red and blue and yellow and shining gold. It was the locked shields of the men in the bows, and over every shield looked fierce blue eyes. Higher up and farther back was another wall of shields, for on the half-deck in the stern of every ship stood the captain with his shield guard of a dozen men. Arnvild's people had furled their sails and were taking down the masts, but the ships were still drifting on with the wind. The horn blew, and quickly every man sprang to his place in the bow and stern. All were leaning forward with clenched teeth and widespread nostrils. They were clutching their naked swords in their hands. Their flashing eyes looked over their shields. Soon King Arnvid's ships crashed into Harold's line, and immediately the men in the bows began to swing their swords at one another. The soldiers of the shield guard on the high decks began to throw darts and stones and to shoot arrows into the ships opposite them. So in every ship showers of stones and arrows were falling, and many men died under them or got broken arms or legs.
Spears were hurled from deck to deck, and many of them bit deep into men's bodies. In every bow, men slashed with their swords at the foes in the opposite ship. Some jumped upon the gunwale to get nearer or hung from the prowhead. Some even leaped into the enemy's boat. King Harold's ship lay prow to prow with King Arnvid's. The battle had been going on for an hour. King Harold was still in the stern on the deck. There was a dent in his helmet where a great stone had struck. There was a gash in his shoulder where a spear had cut. But he was still fighting and laughed as he worked. Wolf meets wolf today, he said. But things are going badly in the prow, he cried. Ivar fallen, Thorstein wounded, a dozen men lying in the bottom of the boat. He leaped down from the deck and ran along the gunwale, shouting as he went, Herald and victory! So he came to the bow and stood swinging his sword as fast as he breathed. Every time it hit a man of Arnvid's men, Harold's own warriors cheered seeing him. Herald and victory! They shouted and went back to work with good heart. Slowly, King Arnvid's men fell back before Harold's biting sword. Then Harold's men threw a great hook into that boat and pulled it alongside and still pushed King Arnvid's people back. Come on, follow me, cried Harold. Then he leaped into King Arnvid's boat and his warriors followed him. He comes like a mad wolf, King Arnvid's men said, and they turned and ran back below the deck. Then Arnvid himself leaped down and stood with his sword raised. Can this young shockhead make cowards of you all? He cried. But Harold's sword struck him, and he fell dead. Then a big bloody Viking of King Arnvid leaps upon the edge of the ship and stood there. He held his drinking horn and his sword high in his hands. Ran, and not you, shockhead, shall have them and me, he cried, and leaped laughing into the water and was drowned. Many other warriors chose the same death on that terrible day. All along the line of boats, men fought for hours. In some places, the cables had been cut and the boats had drifted apart. Ships lay scattered about two by two, fighting. Boats sank. Many men died. Some fled away in their ships. And at the end, King Harold had won the battle. So he had King Arnvid's country and King Odbjorn's country. Many men took the oath and became friends. All people were talking of his wonderful battles. Thank you.